You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. I think I'm getting the black lung pop. Back on the Pipeline Show, it's a CHL Insider segment brought to you by the store next door out in uh, Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. There's a group that uh, called the store next door that uh, employs people with disabilities. That what they do is they take all the broken hockey sticks that they can get their hands on, and they make some really cool products out of it. And of course. The bigger thing here is the charity aspect and that they're employing people with disabilities. So really, I uh, recommend you check them out at the store nextdoor.ca and get a copy of their catalog. And uh, if you got uh, sports fans, maybe a, uh, a man cave, something like that in your house uh, that you need to outfit with some really cool stuff, uh, check it out for sure. My CHL Insider today it comes to us from the uh, Sudbury Wolves. The uh, voice of the Sudbury Wolves is Brandon Scott. Welcome to the Pipeline Show, Brandon. Good to meet you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be on this uh, podcast. Oh, I appreciate uh, you taking the time today. Uh, exciting uh, season for the Sudbury Wolves, and can't always say that, but uh, well in the playoff picture right now. Uh, and uh, down the stretch, how is the team playing? I can only see the past 10 games and six wins. Uh, looks like it's been pretty good. Yeah, this season has been uh, one for the books for the Sudbury Wolves. First time they actually hit 40 wins in a season since 1994-95, so it's been quite a season indeed. And uh, again, uh, things are just heating up here towards the playoffs for the Sudbury Wolves, and we're uh, doing just that. We're, we're getting some hot play from our goaltender, Uko Pekalukunen. Mm, I was going to ask uh, what the biggest reason for the uh, this banner year has been, and wondering how much it has to do with the goaltender, since he's the first player you mentioned. Uh, how much credit do you give uh, because of the way he's played? Uh, well, the Wolves, we are a team by committee, but one guy that really kept us in games that Sometimes we don't even belong in is Uko Pekalukin and he has a 36 and 10 record, a 2.45 goals against average and he has played just phenomenal this season. Uh, he's one of the main reasons why the Wolves are doing so well that we were doing. Uh, backstop Finland to a uh, world junior gold and a uh, second round pick of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, was there a, a transition period for him to get used to, to hockey over here or did he take off uh, without missing a beat? Uh, well, it was a more of a slow start right in the preseason, but he really came alive uh, against the Niagara Ice Dogs where he stopped like 48 shots, I want to say, if I could remember correctly. And uh, we end up winning that game 4-3, a comeback victory. And uh, that was really his coming, coming out party, as I mentioned, and he hasn't looked back since. Uh, and then you can't, obviously, the goaltender can't score the goals, and you're getting some offensive contributions uh, from some pretty recognizable names as well. Adam Rzichka leading the way with 70 points this year. Picked up uh, via trade uh, midway through the year from Sarnia, correct? Yeah, we acquired Rzichka at the deadline, and he's been just phenomenal this season for the Wolves. Uh, he's really electrified our offense, uh, giving us a good stable. Now we have three players that could be 30-goal se- seasons for us. Big player like that that comes in. He's listed at six four and two hundred pounds. Uh, we know he's drafted by the Flames, so there's obviously some NHL expectations uh, for him. But a veteran guy like that that comes over and brings size and uh, offensive uh, contribution. So he's a full package for you guys. Yeah, I and mean, he's really been the perfect mentor for uh, another young guy coming up. He's also six foot uh, four and two hundred some pounds, Quentin Byfield. So he's mm-hmm. been a great guy to kind of lead him. Uh, and one of the things that kind of that goes underrated with Adam Rzyska, just how well he is defensively. He's always one of the first guys willing to back check. Well, Byfield was where I was going to go next. Uh, first overall pick in the 2018 uh, priority selection in the OHL. 
Uh, they list him here at 6'5 and 214. That is absolutely a handful uh, to try to deal with. Um, what sort of uh, a player is he outside of what we can see just on paper? Uh, what can you tell us about the Byfield? Uh, Quentin Byfield, he's certainly going to be a name to remember. He's so quick on the ice, and he just makes plays out of nothing. It feels like uh, it's like the puck's tied to a stick. Uh, like Whenever he goes into the corner fighting for a loose puck, he's always the guy that comes out with it. And uh, he's certainly been a treat to watch for me this season. And he's just uh, he's a playmaker, and he could also get it done offensively. He's got 29 goals on the season right now. And it uh, certainly looks like uh, coming into our last week, he's going to be adding a couple more tallies to that column. Now, not draft eligible until 2020, right? Yep, that is correct. No. Not the only uh, first overall pick in the OHL draft uh, on the Sudbury roster. David Levin, also a first overall pick back in 2015. Uh, he's played his entire career in Sudbury undrafted. Uh, has he sort of maybe failed to live up to the expectations of a first overall pick? Not to say he's not a, a, a pretty good contributor to the club, but just haven't reached uh, that level of what we normally see from a first overall pick? Well, if you look at the numbers that Byfield's putting up this season, you kind of wonder uh, what could have been with David Levin, but he's been a guy that took a little extra time to develop to kind of get used to uh, playing in the Ontario Hockey League with David Levin being uh, not as big as a player as Byfield. And it looked like he really came around this season. He's been one of the leaders up until he had a, a terrible lower body injury that, that he suffered earlier in the season that caught him in the midst of a month and a half of hockey right now. I had a conversation with Blake Murray earlier this season uh, on the show in our 2019 draft spotlight. Enjoyed that uh, chat a lot. What sort of what uh, sort of development curve have you seen from him over the last couple of years? He's he's one of the go-to guys on the team offensively too. Yeah, well, offense was never a question about Blake Murray, but it's just how much uh, he's willing to contribute to play in all three zones. That's been something that Corey's been working, like our head coach, Corey Stillman's been working with Blake Murray, and he's been doing just that. He's really picked up his play of lately. Uh, he's getting way more engaged. He's a more physical player than he's ever been, and uh, he's very defense-focused right now as he's gearing up for his NHL draft, which uh can only imagine the pressure on uh, these players going into their NHL draft and uh, he's really been turning up a notch since uh, the beginning of this season anyways and uh, he's finding new ways to score and he's been trying to uh, uh, improve his game that way as well. Brandon Scott is the radio voice of the Sudbury Wolves my guest here on the Pipeline show. Uh, how do you describe this uh, this defensive core as a whole, because there's not necessarily a lot of household names that the people across the country would recognize. I imagine within OHL circles, uh, these players are, are fairly well known, but not from the outside looking in. How would you describe some of those guys? Well, this defense corps, uh, again, we, we don't have any flashy players. We just have a blue-collar group, and uh, that's led by Cole Candela, our overage defenseman this year. Uh, he's got 34 points on the season, and he kind of leads the way he eats up minutes, but again, this group uh, they just work hard uh, they try to get they play us they play a simple game just try to get pucks out and they're also very aggressive uh, physically that's been one of the storylines for the Sudbury Wolves this season it's just we're very aggressive and a very physical team and uh, that's exactly what our decor is and that's been successful and when you have a guy like Ugo Pagalukanen bailing you out it, that always calls for success it's still a fairly I wouldn't say overly young, but it's still a a, a youthful uh, defensive core. I mean, these guys could all, almost all of them, be back again next year outside of Candela. So this is a group that's uh, kind of grown together. Yeah, Isaac Phillips and Jack Thompson, they're in the rookie seasons this year, and Isaac Phillips has really taken off. 
uh, under Corey Stillman. Now he's out there playing about top four minutes. He's out on the penalty kill and the power play. And then Jack Thompson, boy, can this kid shoot. He's only 16 years old, and he has a cannon of a shot. He's certainly a, a power play quarterback in the making. Well, the uh, Sudbury Wolves is currently sitting second place in the Central Division, three games left to go on the schedule, and just two points back of the Niagara Ice Dogs. How key is uh, trying to finish in first place? Uh, home ice advantage, obviously, uh, being a thing. But unlike out here in the WHL, uh, it's still a, a conference one versus eight system in the OHL. So it's not like you have to battle to get outside of your division. How key would be the, uh, to finish on top of the division? Oh, that may, that means so much just having home ice all the way through, uh, playoffs. And of course, if you could prolong a date with the Ottawa 67th in a playoff race, that's always a good thing too, as, uh, that team's just loaded front to back. And, uh, just having home ice in that second round would do a major difference. The Wolves are unbelievable at home this year, uh, where they're smashing records themselves. Uh, so that would just mean a lot for our team just to play in the comfort of our own barn. Interesting when you look at the conference standings, because I mentioned Niagara with 89 points. Well, in between Niagara and Sudbury is the Oshawa Generals as well. So there's three teams all within two points of each other with uh, three games to go. All the Generals only have two games left. What's the uh, the season record for Sudbury against those type of teams that are in the uh, upper end of the uh, the standings in the uh, Eastern Conference? Well, the, the Wolves, uh, they lost the season series to the 67s. Uh, actually, it's a tie game. They lost in overtime once early in the season. Then they ended up beating Ottawa in our own barn, but that was before the deadline when they brought in guys like Di Pietro right. and and Lucas Chiotto. The Ice Dogs, they actually beat the season series with them. Uh, that wrapped up last weekend, 4-2. Uh, to two. And then they play the Generals again the very last game of this season. That should be a heated contest. Uh, I know the Generals, so far the Wolves are leading that series, but the Generals... Uh, they have a lot to prove, and they have a, a big game coming up. It was a close one, uh, last in our own barn. So I imagine that's going to be a tight game at the end of the year. Well, that certainly makes things exciting when it goes right down to the wire, isn't it? Uh, when you look at uh, Ottawa, uh, the clear-cut, you know, the leading the, the conference uh, by 12 points uh, as we're speaking right now, do you see them as being not necessarily unbeatable, but certainly the favorites going in any series that they play at least uh, up to the OHL final? But they're not an unbeatable team. They're very, very good. But hey, you mentioned Sudbury's uh, beat them. Yeah, the Wolves beat them. Uh, we just kind of have to play an in-your-face style hockey. That's the only way that we can beat them. They have so much skill on that roster. And if you look at both their goaltenders, Cedric Andre and, and Michael DiPietro, those two guys could steal your games. And then uh, they have a solid decor. And then up front, they just, again, so much skill. Maximovich uh, came over from Erie. Uh, Ty Felliber, who's uh, in his overage season, just signed with the Dallas Stars. Uh, Graham Clark, Clody Clark, uh, Lucas Chioto, who's been a phenomenal uh, player coming over from the Barry Colts. These are all guys I could just uh, flip the script and uh, beat you. Yeah. So it's going to be a tight contest. And, of course, the 67s, it felt like they ran away with the conference in, like, November. Uh, they've just been a phenomenal team. Yeah, they got a, a hot, such a hot start uh, along the way for sure in depth uh, that you mentioned. Uh, it's uh, tough to beat. Now, uh, sometimes it's uh, it's funny because uh, there'll be teams that uh, f- forget the standings. Just the way two teams match up, uh, it uh, seems like one team will have the other club's number. Is there a club that's below Sudbury in the standings that the Wolves really don't want to play just because it hasn't worked out that well this year for whatever reason? Uh, the Mississauga Steelheads are a team that I want 
exactly be my ideal candidate. Uh, they've always played the Wolves pretty hard, and uh, they're a team that's really been hot this last half of the season. So that's a team that uh, I'd be scratching my head against. This is a team that could upset any team out there right now as they have a, a lot to prove, and they still have a solid goaltender as well. And, of course, Thomas Harley on the blue line. That's going to make for an exciting finish So with only a handful of games left to go here this weekend and some of those teams playing against each other to close out the schedule. Great stuff, Brandon. I really appreciate your time today. Enjoy the rest of the regular season and the playoffs. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Here's Brandon Scott of the Sudbury Wolves. And uh, since we had that conversation a couple of days ago, in fact, uh, as we're speaking, to, as I'm speaking to you right now, it's Friday. Uh, last night, the Niagara Ice Dogs were in action and uh, won their game against Mississauga. So as we go into the weekend, the Niagara Ice Dogs have 91 points. Sudbury has 87, and in between there are the Oshawa Generals with 88. So and now all uh, Niagara and Oshawa have two games left. Sudbury still has three games left on their schedule. They take on Hamilton tonight, so not an easy uh, opponent there. The Bulldogs have uh, clinched at least the final playoff spot. They're in a battle of their own with North Bay right now to avoid playing Ottawa in the opening round. All right, we go from the uh, scene in the OHL to the scene in the NCHC as uh, conference playoffs begin tonight. Brad Elliott Schlossman, always a great guest to have on when you want to talk college hockey, especially involving the NCHC conference. He joins me next to uh, give us the lay of the land. With a, We'll start with the team in his backyard, the University of North Dakota, as they are taking on the Denver Pioneers. So you got two arch rivals colliding in the first round of the NCHC playoffs. He'll set the stage for us when we come back. You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Saretsky, Mitchell, one-time shot scores! Ian Mitchell, this kid's been red hot here on this road trip. He's got goals in back-to-back games, and he opens the scoring here. Hi, this is Ian Mitchell of the Grove Saints, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. Passion. Talent. Development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! David Backus. And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! 